0: Hi everybody, I'm Sarika from the Untapped space. The topic today is uh, very much around uh, agencies that I've been working with. They're in the midst of finding new clients and it can be really, really tricky. So I've invited some of the top marketers, brand and innovation leaders in APAC and even globally to share their best tips for approaching and engaging clients in particular around new business, and um, pitching. So today, I have the pleasure of inju- introducing Joanna Lapore. Um, I am hoping I pronounce that right. Um, who has been client side for over a decade. She's a marketing and innovation and insights leader across confectionary, dairy, food, healthcare categories. Um, she's had. A wealth of experience working with General Mills, Devondale, and most recently, very exciting news to hear that she's heading up the global um, department foresight as part of Mars Wrigley. So hi, Joanna. Um, Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me in in terms of the ins and outs of client agency relationships um would love to know about this new role that you've taken up and uh if you could just share with us a little bit more about how you work with agencies over the last decade yeah pleasure to be here
1: thank you so much for having me on um, i'm a huge fan of podcasts so i wish you wish you all the best with this yeah. one thank um, you. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I I feel like I've worked with agencies my entire career and I was reflecting on how reliant I've been on them to help with all of the success of my projects, but also just in creating a better marketer in myself. So I, I'm currently working in the global foresight team for Mars Wrigley. I'm based in Australia. I'll be moving to the states as part of the role, um, but I've been in that role for three months and. The primary function of that role, um, and it sounds super exciting, and it is, is to help our business and Mars Wrigley to think outside of the box, essentially. So thinking around um, the future, for looking further out, five years out, 10 years out, and, and gaining some curiosity around what's happening in the world around us and in the industry. Prior to that, I was in the insights team in Australia for mm-hmm. Mars Wrigley, and then before that... Um, as you mentioned, just have worked across um, lots of different industries in marketing. So I've I've been, I say I've been a marketer my whole career and then I made the scary change into Insights and most recently Foresight, but have worked yes. with agency partners that entire time.
0: Yes. Wow. That's so impressive and um, very exciting move to, to New York for you. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, so Let's get started in terms of, what, what what are you working on at the moment? You mentioned that you've just started this role. So any cool projects that you're working on and tell us about your sort of day-to-day role and what you oversee uh, right at the moment. Sure. So,
1: um, I have the pleasure of imagining what the future of chocolate is like essentially. Oh, so,
0: wow.
1: <laughs> um, it's, that's my fun way of describing my job because a lot of people don't, don't necessarily know what a foresight function is. It's not very common in a lot of companies, yeah. um, but, but I get to, uh, work with the best strategic minds, futurists, and, um, future thinkers uh, around what's going to come into the future, what, what's going to eventuate and how do we bring that into our business and Mars Wrigley. So yes. um, at the moment what we're doing is trying to map the future past COVID-19 like a lot of other companies. Um, you know, there's there's been a, a wealth of information that's come across particularly, you know, CPG, uh, you know, industry people's desks around you know Mm. what does this mean what's going to stick what's going to change what is the the new normal or the next normal and so the foresight team has been playing a a pretty big role in helping our company to to try to map that out and give guidance of what's to come in the future
0: wow wow that's so interesting the future of chocolate i love that (laughs) um Wow. Okay. So for, for us at the UNTAP space, um, we obviously, our mission is to improve the process between agencies and clients. Um, and we would love to help agencies win more clients, but in a really authentic way. Um, one of the statistics that I always uh, speak about is that there are 9,000 agencies and that's across the whole spectrum of digital media, advertising, marketing, etc. cetera. Um, but there's 9,000 agencies in Australia alone. And that's, that's a lot. That's a lot for, you know, marketers to have to deal with them being constantly approached. So we're always students of the art around how do we do this in a more authentic way and build relationships from scratch without knowing the client at all. So, you know, this... Also dawned on me that it's important for clients as well, and obviously you're coming from client side, and companies like Mars Wrigley would put a lot of expectations around, you know, their agency relationships and, and partnerships. Now, there aren't any courses on how to manage these kinds of relationships. Of course, we learn this on the job as we go. Mm -hmm. And um, we obviously want to deliver results and we want to create, you know, the best. And you mentioned that you're working with the best strategic minds. Um, And obviously, you're looking for uh, the win-win scenario in terms of having that relationship. So there seems to be a lot of on-the-job training with regards to creating that Perfect relationship. How did you learn to manage the agency relationship um, throughout your career? Um, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you touched on the most important point, which is the win win situation. And I think Mm. that the the best agencies that I've worked with and the relationships built are around um, the client really understanding from my side, understanding what the agency can reasonably provide. And you know, how do I make them look good? And how can I help them to better understand the business that I'm in to deliver to, you know, what the brief is or what my needs are. So um, I think a, a really critical point is, you know, where where business where businesses, where the agency is able to really embed themselves into the performance of the client's business. So, you know, how how are they tracking? What are their objectives? What are the challenges? and get very real about it because in the end, um, you know, what's going to help us to succeed is, is really um, getting, giving us the help to sell it into our senior stakeholders, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the the project might be or the plan might be. And we do that by, by really understanding the starting position. So I'd say that the biggest, the biggest thing for me is where I've seen agencies and I've worked with some tremendous ones in Mars Wrigley actually um, that have, felt like an extension of Mars. Uh, they mm-hmm. felt like an, uh, another arm or another division because they, you could tell that they were really working hard to understand our challenges and where our position currently was and where we wanted to go. So yes. I'd say that's the most critical thing. Um, yes. The other thing that I would probably mention is that you're only as good as the brief that you provide to your agency. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately brief writing is a bit of a skill um, and there's no, There are templates, but there's, there's no real guide of how to write a great brief. So I think, you know, really facing into that when you're working with your, your agency and um, similarly from, from the agency's perspective, when I've had them push back on us Mm. to say, this is a, a a really poorly written brief or, you know, can we, can we write it together or how do we go back into the, you know, the data or the insights to help frame um, the right challenge Um, all of that has been tremendously helpful. So I'd say, you know, getting the brief right is critical.
0: Oh, I feel like we could do a whole nother session on (laughs) brief writing, honestly, Mm -hmm. even, even from having worked agency side, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, there's an art to it and, and you can't take it lightly. It can't, you know, we, we have to, we have to really delve into how to do that properly. Um, Yeah, I agree. I'd love to have another chat about that another time. But um, so when you mentioned the extension agencies becoming the extension of uh, the client's business, Mm -hmm. um, there are many client agency relationships where I've been a part of. So, for example, Samsung is uh, well known for having their own agency, Chael, and we're very much you know sitting in the same offices at most instances and you become a part of the clients um, you know their goals and objectives and you really understand what their pain points are mm. how do you think a completely new client could do that uh, sorry new client agency relationship with an an agency who is learning the ropes how how's Have you seen any examples that you've thought of the best way agencies can um, start off that relationship and really get in there with the client?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in those early stages of building that relationship with the client, um, I'd say that the most important thing is to be really genuine um, because I think that sometimes when you think about the client and agency relationship, there's so much schmoozing that tends mm-hmm. to happen which is yeah. important you know and and you know building a really fun and collaborative environment is is you know a part of what schmoozing is all about but yeah I think that the best the best relationships that I've had when I've you know started that relationship with a with the agency the best uh, commencement of that partnership has been where I've created really genuine relationships with the client leads or the creative directors or whoever it might be, because they've they've really sort of uh, stripped back um, the, the the outer layer that tends to come with um, you know when you first meet each other and you just get a little bit real with each other and and try to yeah. to relate at a more genuine level. So yes. those those really honest conversations and. That sort of um, really the the real, I guess, relationship that then often turns into a friendship can be incredibly yes. incredibly helpful, and I think that from from the client side, you you know, you, you really, you have a little bit of a radar on when you, sometimes when you're dealing with new people um, that are external to your company. And so you're, you're looking out for the, you're really drawn to and looking for those people that are incredibly genuine and that you feel like you can really connect with. And that just helps Mm -hmm. to speed things along tremendously.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because we're not talking about, um, you know, things that you can really look for in someone's CV. It's, it's that relationship building and and having empathy in in the relationship and spending the time to get to know the client. So I mean that that is just a basic skill of just learning to be human. Yeah, it's uh, so something you know when you're looking for an account manager. I guess you can't uh, generally seek that out in a CV. You have to get to know them and and get a feel for. Is that the kind of person I want representing my agency, and will my clients like this kind of person? Which yeah. that's come from my side when um mm. account managers and account directors, for example.
1: Yeah. Um. And maybe so that wasn't. Just, maybe that wasn't like completely surprising or inspirational, but I think probably like from a more tangible perspective,
0: you yeah. know, in
1: understanding your business, um, definitely, you know, sharing. Um sharing the data from the client side of you know mm-hmm. where where you're at and having the agency really dive into that and understand it but also having sort of one central point of contact that's going to go into that data and and to really you know bust through some of the challenges that the the client is facing so um, yeah. I've been in a situation before where, you know, the client says, oh, we want to really understand where your business is at. And then you have like 10 people asking you the same question. So
0: yes. having
1: one central point of contact that coordinates from the client's side um, into the agency and vice versa can be really helpful yes. as well.
0: Yeah, interesting. So if I could go off on a, a, a little, little side tangent here in terms of when, When uh, an initial agency-client relationship is kicking off, what we find is that the agency will pitch or there will be an initial introduction. Now, the initial introduction could be done by either a business development director or the agency owner. But then once you've become the client and you've actually bought into that agency, how do you feel about the process in which you get handed over to somebody else uh, within the agency that you may have not met before?
1: Um, I mean, I think that that's fine. It's a natural part of working with agencies, I think. Um, I mean, it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's a... It's, it's almost a predictable part. Um, so I think, mm. it's, I think it's okay. There are no issues with that. As long as you feel like you're not repeating yourself and you're starting from scratch. So that, that fluid process from pitch to then starting the commencement of the work, if that feels fluid, then it can work quite well.
0: Okay, yes. Yeah, I did wonder about that handover process mm. um, and, and feeling like you've met the people that you're going to be working with from day one.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, t- t- what tends to happen, I think, in the pitch process as well is that you you have, um, and I've gone through some really interesting pitches uh, very recently in the Australian market, actually, um, which has been a great learning experience for just like what kind of specialty is out there in Australian agencies. Mm-hmm. And um, what tends to happen is that, you know, the people in the pitch process are brought in from the, b- the back end of the agency. So that it might be a designer or it might be a strategic thinker that isn't client facing normally. Yes. And I absolutely love that. Um, I think a lot of clients um, do as well because you get to see the brains behind it. And they're generally the people that then, if you commence the work with that agency, they are the people working on that project. So
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. The quality of the work is maintained.
0: I love that and I, and I think it is important because, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, you know, I'm obviously being client services so mm-hmm. I'm always working with the creatives, the creative minds and I love that but when a client is actually briefing me, I have to engage, you know, half a dozen other people who are in that, in that business doing the doing, you know, they are the creatives. So I can understand completely to be able to meet those people um, and get a sense for, you know, their their design ethos or the style or the personality. And I think that's really, really important if agencies can bring that into the early stages uh, that you feel like you're getting a a deeper look. I I really like that. Um, So uh, let's let's have a little think about um, in terms of client client organisations and what they expect from their agency partner. Um, When uh, obviously enlisting someone new, what 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 are the sort of the primary expectations that you have from an agency partner?
1: Um, I mean, I think that our expectations are always higher than what you can naturally deliver. I think that's just, mm-hmm. it's quite, it's quite a natural thing. You know, we will ask for the world. We will probably ask for more than, you know, what, what is reasonable. Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, from, from my perspective, I love it when an agency then um, pushes back and, you know, really brings in what is unique about them and, you um, you know, obviously why they were um, put in place for the project in the first place, but really like it can, continues throughout that process of building that relationship and starting the project to, to bring in the reason why they were put on that project, um, mm-hmm. their unique slant. And then, like I said, just, just pushing back and saying, you know, this, this is the direction that we should go in, or we really want to make you think twice about this over here. It sounds a little bit counterintuitive, like the client is always right, but um, you know, you're, you're usually engaging with an external agency because you're looking for that external perspective or the expertise in a specific area. And so that's what we yes. want to keep relying on the agency to bring.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, um, and then let's, let's sort of flip that question around in terms of what should the agency expect from the client uh, in, in this scenario too.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think probably the biggest thing is that we will always be really conservative. Um, so ge- like generally when when you're um, you're trying to instigate a project, you're trying to do something new, even if it's just creating a new TV ad or it's creating a mm. new point of sale. It it's, has to go through all of the rigmarole inside of an organization, particularly if it's a larger one. So it has to, you know, not just hit the person that's managing um, the relationship with the agency, but multiple functions. So it's um, I think it's fair to expect the agency to be patient uh, with us and to expect us to to maybe initially be hesitant around something that's quite unique and different and new. And then I would also probably say, you know, I guess, and it's linked into advice for the agency is to really, um, really put a lot of trust in the person that's leading the relationship with you. So there'll usually be one person client side that's, um, that's, you know, your go-to. And they're, they've been put in that place, um, you know, with a lot of trust, of the, the company behind them. And they're usually a reflection of the culture of the company and the, the process that you would go through if you were in contact with anyone else in that company. So, um, you know, building that relationship, like I was saying before, I think is really important and, you know, getting, um, getting a really good conversation going around the challenges and the opportunities at the, at the early stages and throughout the relationship are really going to be helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense completely. So now most of our clients who are agencies work with us to help them with prospecting, profiling and the approach um, with new clients and brands. So let's um, you know dial back to before the relationship has even started and think about the cold approach from an agency that you may have never met or even heard of. Now, how important is it that before an agency approaches you, do you feel that they should have done, you know, a set mark homework or how might they be able to help you specifically and, and the brand that you work for? I mean, have you got any sort of examples or, or thoughts around that, that initial interaction before you've even met?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really really interesting topic, and I think your point there is is a really important one to do a little bit of research before you're approached about the company, but also about the person in the company that you're approaching, so to make sure that the position is relevant. I can't tell you how many emails I get um, of of cold approaches at the moment where the person says, in the copy, "If you're not the right person, can you please pass me on to the person who is?" And I mean. Um that's not my job. And I think most people would feel the same way. I'm sure you would feel the same way if you were asked yes. to do that. So yeah. I think being really respectful of, um, uh, of, of the person that you're approaching and doing a bit of research beforehand is incredibly valuable. I think mm-hmm. the thing that's, that's always really helped me with um, cold approaches because they do turn into, you know, wonderful relationships um, oftentimes is yes. send, sending an example of the work. So either inviting, um, the person into a free session or seminar that you're hosting or sending a copy of work that you've done. I've actually had, I had an agency in Australia actually called Cubery who sent me a free report that they had done on my brand back when I was in marketing. Um, and I loved that they took the initiative to actually run something for free to show me their value before, you know, they even sent me an introductory email. So I loved that yes. extra level of effort um yeah. or you know offering a free trial if you're a platform that's offering an ongoing service a free 14-day trial or 30-day trial yes. I think is really helpful
0: that's really key I I, I love all of those I mean, so you've mentioned do your research which is really important be respectful and offer value um offer offer you know show your expertise and offer value in in the approach uh but those are things that we definitely talk to uh, agencies about as well in, in terms of making sure that we're, we're standing out from the crowd. You know, like mm. I said, there's 9,000 agencies. There's a lot of noise going on with, um, you know, pitches and approaches. Um, mm. So how do we how do we stand out and, and approach in a more meaningful and engaging way? So that's that's really great that you've hit on those um, topics. So we mentioned um, that uh, you like to be approached in in a respectful way. Now, what are the best ways you feel the approach should happen? By means, I mean like by a phone call, email, LinkedIn. Because I do feel like people get bombarded quite a lot on mm. on, on the client side. Um, what do you feel? And this could be just the personal. Uh, your personal opinion of course Mm. but have you had any approaches which started with a phone call first or have you had um, made a decision to meet with someone because of a LinkedIn connection?
1: Yeah I mean my family will tell you that I'm terrible at picking up phone calls in general so (laughs) it's definitely not phone calls for me. Um, It's definitely a LinkedIn because that way I can go directly into the profile of the person and have a look at what the company is all about and you know, what, what experience that person has. So it's a really nice, like easy shortcut. And like you said, we get so many emails, um, client side and I'm sure, you know, agency side as well, that it's, it's challenging just to keep up on top of the emails that you're supposed to be from a work perspective, Mm -hmm. let alone then trying to sort through, um, external emails. So I think LinkedIn is definitely the way to go for me. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I'm a huge advocate for LinkedIn. Um, and we do a lot of work with um, our clients in particular to make sure that their profile actually sings the same song as what their, their business does. Mm. Um, and, and actually utilising that in the best way because when we talk about um, connecting with clients, we're actually doing that on a, not a B2B level, but a P2P level, person to person. Yeah, and we have to we have to make sure that we are, um, you know, uh, providing a, a source of information on our LinkedIn profile that people can go there and see what we're about. Um, so yeah, I love the fact that you've mentioned LinkedIn. It's it's uh, one of the primary ways in which we love to connect with clients as well. Um, now flipping that around, have you? Actively looked or searched for an agency, and how would you actually go about doing that? That mm. to suit the needs of, of what you're specifically looking for.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely have, um, and I think uh, you know the the most reliable way that I've always sought out new agencies is word of mouth. So I would mm. reach out to my contacts. Um, whether it's in my current role or previous roles or agencies similar to what I'm looking for that I've worked with, you know, 10 years ago, those relationships are still there. So I I definitely go by recommendation. Um, I would say primarily, and even when I look for companies, I, I often will then maybe find someone on Google and then hop onto LinkedIn and see what common connections we have, and that gives me a mm-hmm. good idea again of like a proxy, I guess, for word yes. of mouth, or you know, who 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 do I think um, you know my contacts have had a great relationship with in in a similar project?
0: Right, right. So um, one of the one of the challenges for for um, new business on the agency side is that word of mouth is obviously intangible we can't measure it we can't Mm. um increase it and we can't um be guaranteed that it's always going to work for us as an agency Mm. so uh we have to obviously think about other ways in which we do that but it like you say it's
1: we all want to know
0: whether an agency has a, a reputation and That could be good or bad. So, um, yeah, it's very important that the circles that we swim in, that we don't burn any bridges along the way. Um, So most agencies at some time or another had to deal with both um, marketing and procurement in a pitch process. And one of the biggest challenges is to build a relationship with a new client in the situation. Um, so pitching is a whole nother game uh, that, that most agencies take a part in. Um, what would you recommend when in a pitch scenario can an agency do to stand out from the others in that pitch process?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the, there's sort of two key things uh, from, from my experience, and I've, I've briefed a few agencies um, you know, quite recently. So it's, it's top of mind for me. I think going back to what I said before, the first and foremost is really bringing to light what makes you unique. So more often than not, we would throw an agency into the mix for the pitch process who is, is, uh, attractive and appealing because of a specific element or expertise that they bring in. And so often what I would do is when I go to to brief multiple agencies, I will throw in very different agency mixes in there just because I want to see what the different perspective is. So the mm. worst, you know, the worst possible thing is if you get homogenized responses. So I would say, you know, b- bring in, you know, the, the purpose of your company or what, you know, what makes you unique from a skill set or experience and really, really bring that to life in the response. And then yes. the second thing I would say is, is um, you know, the, the the briefing process should be good, and if it's not, then then, um, then call us up on it. But the response should be really anchored into listening to the brief. So um, there are instances sometimes where, you know, the the there's a response that maybe could have been framed a, a lot sharper or really much more interconnected with the brief. And that's, that's never a, a make or break situation um, because you can talk through it and you can you can work through it. But I think it just streamlines the process when you when you have a presentation given back to you and it's like yes, they've hit the nail on the head of exactly what the challenge is that we've articulated, and you can move on mm. to then that that first part that I mentioned around. You know, this is the unique element that they're going to bring into it. And yeah. I would say, you know, that um, unfortunately, it sounds like a bit of a A middle ground response but in the end when you're pitching um, you know you're you're putting in so so much effort and energy into trying to you know build the relationship with the the client and you know put forward your best um, your best response but sometimes the agency that's chosen is not the best agency they're the best agency for the job so Mm. um, I absolutely love it when an agency keeps contact with me afterwards and I I, more often than not if I'm impressed with their brief if they haven't got that job they might get another one further down the line
0: yes that's really that's really great to know that insight um, from from your perspective one of the things I think we throughout this conversation I've actually picked up on this things about being unique and specific. Um, And uh, one of the things that I like to work with clients on is making sure that we're picking out what we're experts at. Because we have a lot of agencies out there who say that they are a full service agency. That's all very well. Um, That they can provide a whole host of services from digital, to media, to marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But what I try to focus on is like, let's get specific. Let's find your niche. Mm. We have to be experts at something that makes us stand out from the next full service agency. Um, have you found that um, any specific thoughts around, you know, the the generalist agency or, mm. you know, the the more uh, niched down a specific agency that isn't so general and actually picks out what they're experts at.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, you, you framed it really, really well. And I think it's so important to find your unique benefit that you're bringing to the market. Mm. Um, so I think that that's absolutely right. I have worked with a lot of generalist agencies and I think sometimes their specialty is their approach and that's also okay. Okay. Um, So I don't know if I'm allowed to list my favorite agencies, but one of my all-time favorites is a company called Chaos in Melbourne, who are a design agency and they can do websites and they can do point of sale and they can do your packaging. Like they can really span across lots of different things, but, and their unique benefit is obviously their, you know, the quality of the work, but more than anything, it's the fact that I've got this account team that just really, really is entrenched in the business and uh, really understands what we're going for. And I can turn to them at the last minute and they can turn something around that's high quality, um, you know, they're like my 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 best friend in a way yes. you know yes. I can turn, on I can speed turn dial them. yeah yes. exactly. I love
0: okay. that. and I think that that's what a service should be. a mm-hmm. service should be that the client can call you up at any time and you get them straight away and you're like, yep, I'm on it, got you yeah. you know and I and I and I love that that's what you're paying for. you're paying mm. for a service and uh, for that agency to fully understand your needs um, exactly. and and yeah i think that's what makes makes a good good agency stand out amongst amongst the rest but it's it's very hard to articulate that in in the early stages you know to to put on your website that you know you are reliable that you are you know good people that you have good culture the, these things are really hard to articulate um from from day one so it's it's definitely an interesting uh thought process for me when when um, Trying to help agencies in that space.
1: Yeah, I think um, that one thing one thing that does help, and it sounds like a bit of a uh, box ticking exercise, but you know, a mission or a vision of the company is actually mm, something that I pay attention to, um, because right. in that you could put something around, you know, where where a small company where around relationship building and not about just gaining more business. Or I mean, yes. every every agency is about gaining more business, but you could really articulate in that vision. You know, what, what is that unique relationship building skill or dedication yes. that you have? And, I, I mean, I, I don't know about others, but I definitely pay attention to those.
0: Okay. Yeah, Now that's really good. That's really good advice. Um, we, You know, that's, that's something that I definitely think a lot of agencies could do with. You know, we talk about the elevator pitch, don't we, where, where you should be able to articulate what you do in, in a couple of sentences. And um, a lot of people struggle with that. You know, uh, one of the questions I always ask at the beginning of the conversation is, uh, what problems do you, do you help solve for your clients? Mm. Not what services do you offer? And that there's a key difference. Um, and, and some people really struggle to even just answer that question. So I think having a very clear mission. Is important and it should be around helping clients solve their their pain points or um, articulate what is it exactly that you're really really good at mm. um, so yeah that's really really important um, so finally uh, if you had to say what your biggest challenge or focus is at the moment for your business and within your role uh, so specifically with what you're working on right now what would that be?
1: Yeah I mean I think that the um the biggest challenge is that I am uh I am now in a global role and Mm. um I'm based technically (laughs) based out of the U.S. and a global role means that we have to really understand what's happening everywhere around the world and I find that most of the um, the information that I get, including my agency partnerships, are very focused on the U.S. and sometimes the U.K. Um, mm. So I, I think probably a big challenge for me is, you know, gaining that perspective from all across the world and really tapping into the expertise from markets around, you know, the some of the developing and the emerging areas. Um, so that's, that's sort of what I'm in the process of doing now is really trying to see what's out there beyond the U.S.
0: Yes, yeah. That doesn't sound like an easy task. So uh, <laughs> good luck with that. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for your time um, today. And, and we wish you all the best in in your new role. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to make it to New York very, very soon. Do you have a timeline <laughs> on when you'll be able to move over there?
1: Yeah, I hope so. I'm working towards May, but it keeps getting pushed out. But you know, I I can't complain. Australia is a beautiful, wonderful place that I still call home. So
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I'll be, I'll be happy to stay here as long as I can. And I mean, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure.